So right now, as I'm recording this podcast, there are other pinball media outlets on their way to Deep Root as I speak right now. It is Thursday morning, and there are different media outlets converging on Deep Root Pinball to get a tour and a behind-the-scenes look at what is going on at Deep Root Pinball. I know Kerry Hardy's going. I know This Week in Pinball's going. I know the Backbox Pinball Podcast is going. So there's some really great media outlets that are going to be there to look at what Robert Mueller and Team Deep Root has to offer the pinball community. And I've been thinking a lot about this, and I'm not making the trip. Now, Robert originally invited me down there when they were going to launch stuff around March of this year. And then you know the story. I went off the airwaves, and I think out of respect for me, uh, I did not get invited to go down when the show was off the air. Now, I will say this. I still would not, during this COVID pandemic, I would not have traveled to Deep Root during this period of time. I, I just put my family's health and safety first, and I just don't want to be in an airport and putting anyone's lives in jeopardy uh, to see a pinball machine because my parents are high risk, and you, you know the story. You know what's going on in the world. Now, that being said, like many of you out there, we are hopefully optimistic that what Deep Root Pinball shows the world is going to live up to some of the hype and some of the expectations. And what I want to do on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast is I want to focus on some very specific things that I think the community needs to see to feel confident in Deep Root Pinball after all these years. Then I'm going to read some emails and then we're going to wrap. And then we're going to see if Guns N' Roses gets teased out tomorrow. How does that sound? So, Deep Root Pinball has said a lot. You guys know what they've said. You've heard all the hyperbole, all the promises. It's been years in the making. He's got all these designers from yesteryears over there. Millions of dollars had to have been pumped into this operation. Zero games have gone out the door. And now we're at the period where it basically is the rubber's going to meet the road. They really have to show something that I think... I think sort of justifies the significant amount of time and investment that has gone into the project. But here's my questions for Deep Root, and here is the things that I think the pinball media who are converging on Deep Root right now, I really think they need to ask some tough questions, and I hope they see stuff that is super important to see at this stage in development for this company. So let me go down my list of things I think we need to see from Deep Root during their reveal over the next few days. So here's what I'm expecting from my peers in the pinball media. So first and foremost, the most important thing that everyone's going to need to see after all of these years, after all of these promises of, of what's going on down there in Texas, the most important thing is they need to see this company's ability to manufacture. That is by far, that is like 80%, maybe 90% of what's most important to see is their ability to manufacture games and get games in boxes. That is more important than any toys, any mechs, any artwork, anything else. They need to show us that they can manufacture these games. And along those lines, the big date of when are they going to get games to customers. Now, for those of you who have not been following, for those of you who have not been following, there's something that's been hanging over this entire company since its creation, and those are the Zidware customers of John Papaduke. Now, they either got a payout or they were promised a game from Deep Root. Now, the date 
in which I'm hearing the Zidware customers were promised Raza Games was September 30th. Now, do you think Deep Root Pinball is going to get games into the homes of Zidware customers by September 30th? I mean, that's less than two weeks away. That means those games have had to already have been built, need to almost be like on their way to some of these customers. Now, I don't know if that's the case. I'm just speculating that I find it hard to believe that those games are done. Now, we will, we will learn this, and that is why I think when these people go on this tour and we see behind the scenes at Deep Root, if we don't see an assembly line and we don't see final games, production-ready games, or production-finished games completed, what will the takeaway be? What has been the holdup, right? I mean, how many months ago was the, re the reveal was supposed to happen in March of 2019? So you got March, April, May, June, July, August, September, right? Seven months later, eight months later, I think it's seven months later, right? Now we know COVID's been a, a hiccup, but it wasn't that much of a hiccup for Stern. It wasn't that much of a hiccup for other companies. And if you were ready to go in March, why would it cause another seven month delay? So that's the big question. So what will they see in terms of this game's ability to get manufactured in a timely fashion and to its customer base. So that is that is like the most important thing people need to see. Now the other question is how many games will they show? So we've heard before that they've got all these games in development and in various stages of development. So will we see more than just Raza? And will we see a licensed theme? And what will those themes be? Now, I, I've heard some various things about what's going on over there, what they're working on over there. And here is what I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see more than just Raza, but I don't think we're going to see a complete other game. And if I were a, a guessing man, you know, Canada's Pinball Podcast, if I were speculating, I do think you're going to see the artwork or something based on the license theme I was talking about to get interest up in the company and to make people want to see this company get to those future games. So I do think you're going to see Robert do that. Now, I get a little nervous with some of these strategies because it starts to remind me a little bit of what we've seen before in the boutique or the startup pinball world, which is you launch with a game, you have a major license, and you hold that major license in the future and you dangle it in front of people as a promise of what's to come if they support your company and keep your company viable. So I don't think that's gonna work anymore in 2020. I think people are, are too smart now. I think they're really gonna need proof that you can get it done, that you can send out a completed game that's got completed code, that has quality materials, and that works out of the box. And I hope they achieve that. I really do. I'm rooting for them to achieve that. Uh, but that is the big question mark because everything stems from there. And I think we've learned in pinball that, you know, it's, it's sort of easy to do, to do the other things. And this isn't a small operation. That's the other thing. This how big are their plans? I mean, that's the other question I have too is how many games are they geared up to make? How many uh, can they make a week? This octo manufacturing they talked about. Let's see it. I want to see them octo manufacture a game. I, 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 is it octo? Is it quad manufacturing? I want to see an assembly line in which we see the way all this works. Because remember, we can't forget 
that a lot of these like things were promised to us as being the deep root difference, that they would make games differently, that the way Stern was making games was archaic, and the way that other companies were making games were outdated, and this was all going to be different and new, and the games were going to be easier to work on, and all these things, and that's great, and that's what this reveal is going to have to show people. Like, it really just can't be Raza in a sexier cabinet, and that's it, right? It, it needs to be more than that. This is a, a walkthrough of Deep Root Pinball. And so I really think that the pinball media, I think they need to find out as many of these answers as they can, okay? Now, because the other thing too, and I told this, I told this to some of my friends going there. I was like, guys, you do realize, I think you have an obligation. I think you have an obligation to find out as much of this information as you can because I would just be weary, be weary of overly promoting something that you might not know is, is gonna work out. And so we know the questions we need to ask. And again, because this is a big operation, like this isn't a tiny little startup company that wants to make one game. It'd be so much different if this was the beginning of a new spooky or the beginning of like Riot Pinball's desire to enter the pinball marketplace. You know, if you're making just one game and it's a pinball project you're working on, th then all the focus is there. Like we, we're just making this one thing and we, we're gonna bite off as much as we can chew and all of our efforts are in making this game as good as possible. I don't think I've ever seen a pinball company come out with this desire to make so much at once and do so much variety at once. On some level, that's really exciting to so many of us in the pinball world. But on some level, we also have to look at this and be so cautious that they can pull it off, right? Because if what we hear during the reveal weekend and into Monday, if what we hear is that they need pre-order money to make these games, that is the other huge question I have that I hope the media really asks him about is, is that going to be the case? Like, do people have to pay in fall for a game before they get it? And will people do that? And how good do people feel about that? And I said, for that to happen, for them to take that money from people, they're going to have to prove that they can get these games to people. So they're going to have to get those games to the Zidware customers by the promised date. Now, this is where all the talk, this is where all the promises, this is where all the expectations don't matter anymore. Words mean nothing now. What you said, and we're willing to forgive some of the stuff said in the past, but everything you've said up to this point, it doesn't matter anymore. It comes down to one simple thing. Can you execute? And this company will now be judged by its ability to execute. And we've seen so many pinball companies sort of stumble and fumble at this point, right? Like companies that legitimately had assembly lines, had everything ready to go, had all of these employees, we've seen them all stumble to sort of emulate the efficiencies of a stern pinball. And yet even those companies who humbly, humbly joined the pinball marketplace and the pinball landscape, uh, even they struggle to get games out. So what will it be like for a company that hasn't been humble and is boldly saying like, we're here and, and get ready, right? Get ready for hammer test. Get ready, Jody Dankberg. Get ready, Stern Pinball. Get ready, all of you big companies that have shipped thousands of games. We're now here. It's gonna be like an all or nothing thing. There's no room here for like a, a wishy-washy reveal. So I really hope they have all of this figured out because if they don't, 
or if you don't get all those answers and you don't see those things you need to see to feel confident, I don't really think you get another shot. So it's going to be a very interesting 72 hours or three to four days for Deep Root Pinball and this reveal. All right, the other question I have, if we see more titles, I really have a question of are these original themes going to resonate? Are they gonna resonate with the pinball buying public? I mean, it is really hard. It is really hard to come out with original themes right now. I mean, you're going up against Star Wars, Avengers, Batman, Guns N' Roses, Toy Story, all this stuff. And my, if I had one concern for Deep Root and their marketing strategy, it's that they have gentlemen who grew up in the 80s and 90s. This is when these people were making games. And these gentlemen have a vantage point of the 80s and 90s and they know what worked then. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not sure if what worked then will work now. You know, we've seen original IPs come out in modern times. We've seen Pat Lawler with all of the resources. He took three years to make Dialed In. We've seen the response to it. I mean, it was still a Jersey Jack pin. It was still a loaded pin. But that game fell far short of expectations. Far short. So can they, without a licensed theme, without a juggernaut, can they... Can they drum up enough interest and demand for these products? It's yet to be seen. It's yet to be seen. And you're all gonna make up your own minds. This is what's exciting too. You know, ultimately, we're all gonna be able to look behind the curtain. And I'm here to tell you right now, Canada hasn't seen anything. I haven't seen anything. I've asked them for stuff. I'm basically gonna see this stuff the same time you do, or maybe a little bit before. I bet we're gonna get stuff from this week in pinball first. Jeff's gonna have a big expose. I'm excited to see it just as much as you are. But I think we're all looking at it, and we have to look at it with, uh, you know, cautious optimism, right? We we do want pinball companies to succeed. All of us do. All of us want there to be new pinball designers in the world. All of us want there to be new pinball games in the world. But what we don't want is what we've seen time and time again, which is like companies pop up, they say they're making pinball machines, they get us excited, and then they fumble it, and they find ways to either lose people's money or they find ways to drag it out for years, and then ultimately nothing comes of those promises. What's working in Deep Root's favor right now is very simply they haven't taken any money. And because they haven't taken any money, there's no angry customers. The only people they owe anything to are those Zidware customers, and so that's up to them. And believe me, there are some very, and I mean very vocal people in that community. One of the people who's owed a game is Iceman. And we know that Iceman is not going to go down quietly if he doesn't get his Raza on time. And so those people do have megaphones. Because remember, the people that John attracted to his project were usually like very successful people. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of passion for pinball. And they backed him. And they've been burned for seven years. Like seven years ago, these people gave John money for Raza. Seven years ago. So they are really angry and really want their product. And they've, they've gone through so many different iterations of J-pop's dream of, you know, a Magic Girl, Raza, Alice in Wonderland. It went from Zidware. It went from Pintastic. It went from American Pinball. And do we have, think about it, in all that time, do we have a working J-pop game that has been worth the wait? All of these years of Zidware and J-pop saying he knows pinball, it's never been worth the wait. And in that time period, how many games has Stern made? 
How many games has Jersey Jack, American Pinball, Chicago Gaming Company? The list goes on and on and on. And they knew all this. Like this company was founded with the knowledge of all of that. Like Robert didn't have to pluck J-Pop. Robert grabbed the team he wanted. Robert's got Steve Bowden. He's got David Thiel on music. He's got enough talent in the house where people are expecting him to like blow the roof off this house. And we're going to see what they're capable of. Now we haven't heard much. We haven't heard much. You know, Dennis Nordman leaving is not a great sign. Dennis Nordman hasn't said anything. We don't know any stories, but you know, Dennis Nordman also has a history of of bouncing and jumping ship. But you know, he's when he's jumped ship, there's usually a reason. So we'll see. We'll see. But you know, all this is in their court. And that's the ultimate thing with all of this is I'm just a guy with a microphone who's covering this hobby. I want every pinball company to create pinball magic. I have nothing personal against any of these companies. I never have. I really just want people to make the best games possible. And I think Deep Root has said a lot of big things, and now they have to back it up. And so we really need to see what they create. Like, was it all worth it? And they, they must know that we're all gonna look at it that way. And yes, there are some people that are immediately saying these guys are gonna fail, and we know who those people are. They're, they're going to have, I think, if you were to ask me, I think they're going to have the next two months, the next two months are going to be make or break. And that's it. Like all these years, all these millions, two months they're going to get. I think people are going to give them two months to show, ship, deliver, and meet expectations. They're not going to get any more time. Like this is it. This is where the This is where you run out of time when it comes to talking. And the time is now to deliver. And it's not the ideal time to deliver a pinball machine as a new company with Avengers, with Guns N' Roses, with Chicago Gaming Company coming out. With, it's just a hard time. It's a hard time. But, you know, now is the time. And But you know what? It's pinball. If you make a great game, and they know this, Robert knows this, if you make a great product, the people will come. I mean, it's it's like there's never a bad time to release a great pinball machine. Let me just say that. There's never a bad time to release a great pinball machine. And that's what people expect. Because when you take this much time and you spend this much money and you have all these people who have done it for all these years, how can our expectations not be super high, all right? So we're gonna find all this out. But those are my questions for Deep Root. Obviously, we wanna know how much are the games gonna cost? How many are they gonna make? I think that Raza is going to be a challenging game to market. I really do. I think they're going to have to charge a lot for it, and I think it's going to have to be very limited. And I think when he's looking at like how much it costs to get Raza to market, man, it's like, well, we probably have to sell a ton. But then we can't sell a ton. There's there's not going to be a ton of interest in an original game. There's just not. So it's going to, I'm, that's what, as a marketer, I'm so curious how they handle Raza's launch. You know what I would do. I told you already. I would say only 250 at $12,000 each. And I would just like chew on it, pinball collectors, and see what, see what the response is. And, and then go from there. And I hope they have titles two, three, and four, like pretty much ready to go. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just don't know anything. I am going to learn what you learn in real time. Okay. So let me read a few emails and then let's get ready, people. Let's get the popcorn out. Let's get the beers flowing. Let's see what happens. I mean, not only are we going to get Avengers unboxed, I think I just saw like an Avengers Ellie was just unboxed, which is unbelievable. I mean, even as I'm just like getting ready to wake up, Stern's already like 
finished revealing a game and shipping a game and manufacturing a game. I mean, I think we're going to see another Stern title in December. I do. I just, they don't stop. You can't stop Stern Pinball. Everything they do is on a schedule. They don't miss deadlines. That is the power of George Gomez. All right, let me read you a few emails. And I got some good ones here. You're going to love these. I got some good ones. All right. All right. So the first one is from 1970. Subject, back better and stronger. Welcome back. Love the new improved version. Noted the lack of swearing. Amazing how it makes your viewpoint more credible and less ranty. You may be interested to know that American Pinball have missed at least two opportunities, to my knowledge, of manufacturing for others by pricing themselves out of the market. It's a pity because they must have spare capacity. I suspect their pricing model includes recovering fixed costs when they should just be looking at variable cost and contribution to fixed cost. I know that when they were trying to sell the company, the price was based on what they spent, not what the company was worth i.e. they wanted the buyer to pay for the costly mistakes they made when getting established. They may have even included the cost of aborted Houdini design by J-Pop. From a patronizing advice, don't get hung up on the Patreon thing. The Twippy Award is a more meaningful indicator of your standing in the community. Okay, so wow. First of all, 1970, thank you for the note and I didn't even expect there to be some like American pinball stuff in here. So I think what he was saying is American pinball has had the opportunity to contract manufacture some of these boutique games that have been out in the wild, but the price that they are saying it would cost to do this for those people is prohibiting those projects from moving forward. And it sounds here too, like they tried to sell the company. I wasn't aware of this. So I don't really know what's going on with American Pinball. It, it, I know that they do screw together a great game and I wish they would just get more games out there. And Hot Wheels was fine. I, I think they learned a lot of lessons and that's what led to Hot Wheels. But really this company needs to start making more games and, and I think they need to like look at some of these projects that people are making and finding a way to like get them on board with American Pinball. Like don't, you don't have to do it all in house, but they haven't shown their ability to do that yet. So we we hope they do in the future. So thanks 1970, I don't know who that is or what, maybe that's the year you're born. I got an email from Scott Goldberg. He says, Aloha, glad you are back podcasting. I appreciate your content. If JJP makes 500 CEs, they won't sell out. While I know you're excited about the pin, it isn't going to move units more than Wonka. Also, Deep Root will have trouble moving 350 games of an unlicensed title in such a crowded space. Looking forward to the releases and your comments. Enjoy the weekend. All right, so Scott, you're saying that JJP can't sell 500 CEs of Guns N' Roses, okay? Let's start there. I agree with you. I don't think they should offer 500 at 12.5 or 13,000. I don't. I think 250 is the magic number for collector's editions. I think it should always be 250. You know me, if I were Jersey Jack Pinball, I would stop with all this. I think the formula for them, I'm telling you, they, they, they're, giving their, they're giving their games away. I would only make 1,000 of each title. I would do 250 collector's editions and then 750 premiums. I would do 13 to 15,000 for CEs and 10 to 12,000 dollars for everything else. And you guys can hate me, you can say all you want, but look at what happens when they only make a thousand. They can easily move on to the next title. That if they charge that much, I think that should pay for their R&D of these games and a handsome profit 
and put less stress on the company, but they want to make more and that's fine and they can make more volume and they moved into a big space. Uh, but I just think that the way they do this with CEs and LEs, that's their problem. They can't call their premiums LEs. It's the dumbest thing. It really is the dumbest thing. The reason why it's dumb is you want to be able to make as many of those as you can because only the high-end rich collectors get the LEs at Stern. There's a reason Stern doesn't put a cap on its premiums because you never feel like they come up short, right? Or they've been unsuccessful in selling that many premiums and they can also keep making those premiums into the future if demand far exceeds what they thought. The problem with Jersey Jack, when you call the premium an LE, then you have to put some stupid arbitrary number on it. Like we're going to make 5,000 Wonka LEs. That just sounds so dumb. 5,000 is not limited. It's this oxymoronic marketing approach. Why don't they just say we have, why don't they just follow Stern's model? The collector's edition is the CE. Then we have a premium version of the game, which has all the features and it doesn't, it's not limited. And then we have a pro. Why don't they just do that? Calling it limited and it's not limited or it's weight and it's stupid. Cause then you end up where he was with like Wizard of Oz. It's like, oh, then we sold out of all the limiteds and we don't even have a premium. So now we have to make another limited edition and another limited edition. They keep doing this. Ken, Jersey Jack team, you haven't launched yet. Call it the collector's edition. Cause I know you already have it called that. I've seen it on the back box. It, I, I see the name. The next version of guns and roses should just be called guns and roses. That's it. Premium guns and roses. Premium. Nobody don't call it guns and roses limited edition. It's not, it, it's such a bad marketing move. Okay. But I agree with you. And then Raza's selling 350. I agree with you there too. I think they need to make just 250 Raza's or I think they're going to be in big trouble. All right. So I got an email from Niles. Niles Clemenson said, thanks for returning. I missed your content delivery. No one comes close. I wish someone with half your energy would cover virtual pin because the overlap continues to be less clear. Have a great day. Well, Niles, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoy the energy and I will never cover virtual pin ever, ever in the history of Canada. You can't get me to do it. I won't do it. Um, I want to say thank you to Darren in Canada. He's a new Patreon donator of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm going to start reading out the people who donate to, to this show. You 3,000 listeners. I think I have like something like maybe 20 supporters on Patreon. It's Canada Pinball. If you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Canada Pinball, I know that some people are like, don't promote your Patreon. Why not? Why can't I get supported? And so Darren in Canada, thank you so much for your donation. And if you donate, I'll call your name out on the air. All right, let's see a couple more, a couple more. I got one from Tom and Tom said, Chris, I've been collecting games for the past 20 years on and off, been working in the coin op industry for the last 15. Oh, this is a long email, Tom. I'm not gonna read it all, but he says, so I found Pinside and started watching YouTube videos of restorations and new games. I found Kerry Hardy and love his video and commentary. Unfortunately, I got back into the hobby right when you left for your personal reasons. So I didn't get to hear any of your views, but as you know how Pinside is, I heard plenty about them. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to is this. I have been listening to your new pods since you have returned and wanted to say that I enjoy your views and honesty so much better than all the whiners and fanboys on Pinside. Keep up the good work and look forward to hearing more. Tom. So Tom, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It is funny. I mean, I always get accused of being this whiny, blah, 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 blah. like I, I, 
Really? I don't even think a lot of those Pinside haters even listen to this show. There's a reason why we're number one. There's a reason why we have so many listeners. And I think, you know, they should just check it out. Like, wouldn't you just want to check out why this thing is number one every once in a while? I don't know. I think we've, we've had a good time with this show, with the interviews we've had, and all the stuff that Canada's Pinball Podcast stands for. I love doing it. Wait, I just got, hold on. I just got one more email just popped in. A humble request. Dear Canada. With so many pinball varieties abound, please forgive my intrusion. I am not here to duel with giants, but a piece from my creative cauldron I would like to share. Please wait until 12.01 Friday morning to cast this image. This translate is a mere portal to a magical world that awaits under a sky of glass. Farewell for now, your friend. What, what is this? Let me see. Oh, wow. Oh. I know what this is. <laughs> I can't believe he's sharing this with me right now to send to send to you. All right, so what I'm looking at right now is a translate image to the mystery game that that I've been talking about. Now, <laughs> see, this is like I, I fully did not expect to get this email. Like I I literally thought we were just talking about guns and Raza. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm going to share this with you guys on Canada's Facebook page tonight at 1201 because that's what I mean that's what he's asking me to do here. I've known about this project for a couple years and I don't you know me I don't really talk about it much and I've followed a lot of boutique pinball throughout the years and I've seen people start to make pinball machines and I take it all with a little bit of a grain of salt because I know it it's hard like it's not easy making pinball and I've seen bits and pieces of this mystery game and I've been talking to the guy every once in a while who's been making it and I've seen like sketches like you know and I've seen like some like physical stuff as well I've seen some CAD designs you know so I've seen enough to know that this, I mean this thing's happening he's making it and unlike other sort of startups he's not taking other people's money he doesn't want to like show much and he's very secretive of this whole thing like I've, I've been asking him for a long time can you just share something can you jump into the ring a little bit and so I'm shocked that he's <laughs> he's asking me to share this with you guys I really am like I so I, I'm gonna do this and it's the translate of the game and it's gorgeous and I've always said this like the reason why I love what this guy's working on is the thing he's creating it's such a work of art and I've always said to him this is a game that's being designed for collectors it's not being designed for mass production it's not being designed you know like a deep root approach of we're gonna stick it to Stern he wants to make a very small run of this game he's been building it for a, a long period of time uh, and it's all about like his attention to detail and, and trying to bring pinball magic into a a game that is just if I were to like describe it the best way possible, it's just going to be a high end collectible game for like the discerning pinball collector. And and I think that's what he's trying to accomplish with this game. And I think that I mean, this our package is gorgeous. I mean, when you see it. And I know we've seen our packages before and this and that, but but again, like he's not asking for pre-order money, so I think you guys are going to be excited by it. It is original theme, I will say that, and you'll see what it is. Um, but I think it's the perfect theme for pinball. I really do. I think this, if you were going to go down a list of like open IP stuff you could choose, like this is this is a good one. This is a good one, especially in a world in which we're like dying for pinball magic. I really do think you're going to going to get excited by this. So uh, wow, okay, so 1201 on my Facebook page. 
check it out. Uh, if, for those of you who are, are listening to this who aren't fans on my Facebook page, go to Facebook and search for Canada's Pinball Podcast and just like the page and you'll be able to share this and uh, it'll be up. All right, well, great. Now we've got another game to just chew on in terms of a theme. I, I, there's so much coming. There's so much coming. I don't know where to, you know, for me personally, I've always wanted this mystery game more than any game that I've, that I've seen in the works because I, that's what I want. You know, that's what I want. I want a rare game that not everybody has. Why is that such a bad thing to want in Pimmel? Why can't I have something that's not in every household or in every bar? Like, that's what I want. I only want, if I can only have one, I want to have one that's really special. I don't want to have one where like, yeah, it's the LE, but then they made thousands of premiums and everyone's having the same experience. I, that's just not what I want. And different strokes for different folks. Now, I just know there's a lot of high-end pinball collectors out there that really don't have anything that's that different or special. They really don't. Like, they really just have the same game. Like, you might have an SLE Batman and think, I've got one of 80. Yeah, but there's like, any anyone can go get the same game. Right, And that's why I'm just still shocked to this day that nobody has understood that, that we have a high-end collector base that nobody is scratching that itch. I mean, look at like these $15,000 Elviras are going to those gentlemen. And guess what? All those guys who bought that game, they're kind of suckers because you can get the same exact game for like half the price. And then, then you can't say there's no pride in owning something that's just like a vanity play with artwork. I mean, you really need to have a game that you can't play it everywhere. That's what I want. So we'll see if this happens. Again, like no promises. For those of you guys wanting to get in on this mystery game, like you can hit me up at canadapinball.gmail.com. Uh, but there's no real, you know, I, I don't know if like he's even like taking inquiries or wants to give any details, but you'll see it. You'll see it and, and then we can go from there, all right? How's that sound? Everyone, have a great day. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Lots to come on, on what Deep Root shows. Um, lots of games in the mix. A great time. Maybe the best time to be a pinball buyer right now. I and mean, I've said this before. How do you not just wait to see all this, all the dust settle and then go in? You know, unless you need the LE. Unless you need the LE of Avengers, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. Like there, Stern will make you Avengers for years to come. You know this. You know this. Everyone, have a great day. We'll talk to you probably real soon. Probably tomorrow again. Who knows? Canada Pinball Podcast out. <laughs>